Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we're going to talk about what's in a name. We're going to talk about what a naming tradition and a discussion about a naming tradition can teach us about uh, our own discussions and how sometimes we fail to make a an accurate judgment about where the other person is coming from and how if we're a third party to a discussion we can project our views into that discussion and come away with a completely inaccurate read. Intent is really important in life. I mean the effect is normally more important but intent is something that should be measured. There's a discussion that takes place a lot in academic circles, specifically <laughs> among, uh, well, among liberal academics. And it deals with a naming tradition. And the way it gets framed assumes two things. One, that an entire demographic thinks the same way, and a complete misunderstanding of another culture doesn't sound like something that would happen in liberal academic circles, right? But it does. Okay, so the U.S. has naming traditions. What do we name our ships after? Important places, people, important battles, important ideas. Important being the key thing here. Important ideas, in case you're wondering, like mercy, comfort. Those are two ships people probably have at the front of their mind right now. What about our tanks? Abrams, Bradley, Sherman, important military leaders, people to be honored. What about our fixed-wing aircraft? Falcons, Raptors, Eagles. Something that embodies the piece of equipment. Birds of prey. Makes sense. Makes sense. Even drones. And drones are a good example because it shows that it's not just a, a broad category that gets slapped onto a type of equipment. You have the famous ones, Predator, Reaper, very accurate names for those things. You also have the Hawk, the Global Hawk. That name's not like the other ones because it has a different mission. It's a surveillance platform. Flies around and looks down. Makes sense. What do we name our helicopters after? Now, this is generally speaking. There are exceptions to this. But the Army normally names helicopters after native groups or native leaders. There is a lot of discussion about this. A lot of discussion about this. To understand where it comes from, we need to go back to when it started because there's this idea that it was it's a way of mocking natives. It's not. It was never meant to be like turning them into a cartoonish mascot. I'm going to paraphrase General uh, Howells right now. He took over when the U.S. Army had two helicopters. And he's basically like, you named it the Dragonfly and the Hoverfly. It's kind of boring names for the future of, future of warfare. This is going to allow us to show up from out of nowhere, hit our opposition, and then disappear. It's going to change everything. 
we're going to be able to emulate the tactics of the Plains Indians. The next helicopter was named the Sioux. From the very beginning, it, it, it was an acknowledgement that it took a hundred years and a flying machine for the U.S. military to deliver the same speed, surprise, and violence of action that natives could deliver from horseback. Never meant to be an insult. And the names are actually more fitting than you might imagine. It's not like the Army gets a new helicopter and they're like, oh, slap a native name on it. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Most people are familiar with the Black Hawk because of the movie Black Hawk Down. In that movie, what is the helicopter doing? Taking warriors on a raid, right? Black Hawk was a native leader. One of the things he was famous for, taking warriors on raids. Chinook, huge aircraft, two rotors up top, creates a whole lot of wind. Might be interesting to Google and see the relationship between the word Chinook and wind. If you had a piece of equipment whose entire job was to show up from out of nowhere and destroy CAV units, armored CAV, but still, Apache would be a pretty fitting name. Never meant to be an insult. You can look at the other naming traditions and realize that when you are talking about people, it's always intended to be a huge honor. The other side of this is the idea that all natives are against this. No, that's not true. Natives do not all think the same way. It's worth noting the most recent addition to this uh, long tradition is the Lakota. <clears throat> and when that helicopter kind of made its debut, the tribe from Standing Rock, representatives from that tribe were on hand to celebrate and bless it. It's not this discussion isn't really taking place in the way it gets framed from outside. We're projecting a lot of our own opinions onto this discussion. There are a lot of natives who are in the military who understand you really don't get much higher of an honor than having a major piece of equipment named after you. So not all natives are opposed to this. Some are, absolutely. And whether or not this tradition should continue that's certainly a valid discussion. We're entering a new age where it's less than appropriate at times. However, I, myself, would just cede my opinion and, and give my vote to the people who are impacted by it, by the people who that equipment is being named after. I wouldn't try to force my view on it. And I've seen a lot of really smart people fall for the idea that the U.S. military is mocking natives and naming their equipment after people that they've conquered as an insult. It was never meant to be that way. Intent is important and understanding where the other person is coming from is important. We should uh, remember that because there are a lot of times when we get involved in a discussion we are passionate about something that we forget to take into account where the other people are coming from. And we may be closer to a resolution than we imagine if we actually listen while we talk. Anyway, 
it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night.